Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to Wild Dilla, the show where we talk about what's going on in the game and some of the news and what me and Brandon are doing in game. Welcome back to Wild Dilla. This is episode 28. You know, when I was looking earlier, I was wondering why I, I thought we had done one. It was gone, but oh well. So, we're going to start off with a add-on. I have Bagnon brought up, so I guess we'll talk about that one. Now, this is one I... I don't think I've used this one. This is, Or maybe I have. It's one of the bag add-ons where you hit the bag and it brings... All of up in one big huge bag. Now, it's, I, I, don't I like, like it, but I don't I don't know, I like it because it's one big huge bag. But if you got several bags, you can actually put certain things in. So I don't really use it very much anymore. I like to put all the stuff I'm picking up in the one or two, the first one or two bags. And then I'll put my Hearthstone and. Some of my uh, other car- uh, other spec gear into you know uh, one of the uh, other ones. That way, it doesn't get cluttered up with the ones I'm picking up, so I don't have to go through every piece uh, in all my bags. But uh, if I had the big huge bag, I, p- I have to put all of the stuff at the bottom. It, you know, it's just better not to use it, but. If you do, if you just want to open one up, one big huge bag, then uh, you know you can use this. And it, I think it has the option of searching. So if you're looking for a piece, then uh, you can kind of type it in, look look at it. Now it's got plugins like Magnum. I think they've also Tennessee, got it. Which, I was they've also got add-ons for where you could yeah. where you could sell just like it automatically sells the junk for you. Yeah, it allows you to track currencies on any window, and Bagnon Scrap uh, covers your scrap on all windows. Bagnon Facade allows windows to be scanned with masks. And there's a lot more, like what he said, you hit track. There's a little, makes a little trash button, you hit trash and it sells it. Now, it's, it's got the ability to view the items of any character from anywhere. It shows your inventory, bank vault, and guild bank support. Cutting based on the item quality and more. Intelligent item search engine, which I said, tooltip item counts. So it'll tell you how many of something you got. It might be in two different slots, or it'll be like your bank or whatever. And then uh, item will assess and data broker support. So it, it all depends on what you like. If you like what, just hitting the, bu- the bag button and opens up one big huge bag, then you know, there you go. Alright, now, let's go to Shamans. Now, Shamans are third only. And, uh, 
You're never going to go in retail. But, uh, they could only be orcs, tarns, and trolls. They have three different specs they can do enhancement, which is melee and caster DPS, elemental, which is caster DPS, and restoration, which is healer. And uh, they're pretty yep. good at healing. Um, I never really much played a shaman. Uh, I did here and there, but if I were to play one, I would. I, I like enhancement because you've got your melee damage plus your caster damage. So I like melee. Um, so I, I, I think I think they're mainly not the restoration. I think, if I remember correctly, they're not like main tank healers, but are kind of the raid healer or whatever. Yeah, they can. Yeah, they can. They can uh, raid heal off heal. Yeah. Now, the uh, usable weapons they use are daggers, axes, one-handed, two-handed, if enhancement, maces, one-handed, two-handed, if enhancement, fist weapons, which I, they look pretty badass with fist weapons, stage shields, and offhand items. Yeah. They use uh, male armor at 40, and they use leather and cloth up until 40. Yeah. They're one of the classes that if they're here, they will steal your cloth. <laughs> Yep. Just like the Paladin Healers. Yep. If it's good enough, yep. Now, like some of the pros are great buffing ability and AOE healing, like I said. Now, their totals provide great flexibility for a wide variety of situations, both soloing and in groups. A lot of people yeah, are doing them because of their totals. Yeah, they've got a lot of different stuff that they can do. Their grounding totems and uh, their... Uh, I don't know, Tremor Totems, where it keeps you from being feared. Uh, they yeah. got the Healing Totem. I do believe they had Wind Fury Totem, maybe, at one time. Uh, Wind Fury Totem is really good for, you know, your melee. So, yeah, yeah they, they we, we finally played Shaman, so if we say something wrong, we apologize now. Um, some of the cons about them, though, they're Horde-only, for one. Um, you have, it's hard, hard, hard to manage your uh, mana. Mana management is always going to be an issue. Um, they have, they're difficult to control their burst damage, so um, it's hard to just get that real good burst damage. And the rotation, it can just be old after a while. You just hit the same buttons over and over and over again. So your rotations get a little, and uh, you're just doing the same thing. Now, some of their interesting class features are Shaman's gain the Ghost Wolf ability at level 20, which increases their outdoor speed by 40. Now, they can use it to get away from danger, or if they're just running through the world, which helps out increasingly if you're trying to get from one point to another, and it's just, you, you can't ride, because you're 20, or 20 through, between 20 and 40, you got Ghost Wolf, so you're set. Yeah, it puts them on par with the Druid as far as uh, Druids being able to use um, travel form and things like that. And, and they're, no, they're, uh, don't they get, don't Druids get it at 30 or something like that? Because I know it's like 20. Yeah, they get, well, they get their, yeah. but they get their uh, cat form, which they can uh, oh, expect. Oh, that's, that's what you're talking about, never mind. 
Um, now they do have an eat. They're so as far as leveling a shaman, they're they're really pretty pretty easy. Um, as long as you stick to enhancement, uh, it's probably the best leveling spec for a shaman, just because you know at your early levels you can do damage. Um, you have the ability to self buff yourself. Especially if you're saving yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you can self-heal, self-buff, so it pretty much makes it really easy to go up in the ranks as a shaman. Um, so they're they're really good. Uh, they're really good for, for leveling. So uh, Now, because of Ghost Wolf, they're very good farmers. So uh, you don't need to drop form to loot most things. You can move very quickly between destinations. So between 20 and 40... Um, and you are in an area that are a lot of people between 20 and 40, you're going to uh, be the first one to get to that spot because you're in Ghost Wolf. Yeah. For, it, it can be, I mean, it's really helpful. You can spec into it to where it's faster. And there's there's different things you can do with Ghost Wolf too, so it's really nice. Um, yeah, I see they do the have the Wind Fury Turtle. Yeah, that's what I was saying because for Dungeons and Raids, uh, they're the best supporting melee class because of the wind yeah. uh and grace of air. So they're they're decent backup healers or for you know resing in a pinch. Um, they're not good tanks, but you know they have some decent output for DPS. Um, so that makes them welcome because they're they're good DPS. Uh, most people use you know use. Anywhere from five to eight shamans, depending on you know the raid destination, uh, because of the totem. Because the totems don't entire it doesn't go for the entire raid. It go it affects a single group. So you might want shamans in different groups in order to give those wind fury totems out or grace of air totems out. So it's important to at least have a shaman in the group in your group of your main tanks um, and your off tanks and your high melee DPS classes. Such as rogues and things like that, because it gives them that wind of air, uh, wind fury totem and grace of air totem. So those are those are both nice to have, and uh, so so you'll be wanted in um, in in raids, especially uh, if nothing else, just for support. Now in PvP, shamans are among the most feared healers in WoW Classic, both due to their ability to supercharge the damage of their allies through wind fury totem. And also because of their disruption of burst damage they bring through spells such as Purge and Nurse Shock. They can also use a hybrid build to gain a significant burst damage while maintaining most of their healing prowess, which is generally the best approach for PvP. And also, they have Ghost Wolf. So they can either chase <coughs> you quicker so you can't get away. If they're about to kill you, you, you you're not going to get away. Yeah, their purge is really nice. Purge just purges off helpful spells. Yeah. I mean, because you gotta remember, if, if, if you are higher level, you you're in combat with that shaman, and they're about to kill you. You can't mount up and run away. And if you do try to run away, they go for and kill you anyway. So, yep, you will die. You you can't run away. That is for sure. If, if you're a PvP, nope. Oh, overall, though, um, I like a shaman. I, I never really oh, played one because I played hey, so many me. clients back they're in the day. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, I, I just didn't BC, play it because so. I was because I was a I was mainly an alliance player, and 
I was stuck on my Alliance tunes. Um, and then once I came over to BC, I made one, but I didn't level her that high. Uh, just because I had other things I was doing with other tunes. Let's talk about your favorite dungeon. I'm not... <laughs> no, we're <good. laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, uh, we we got to talk about it for the podcast. we got to talk about it for the for listeners, though. I know, but and I absolutely hate this dungeon. I absolutely hate it. The link I sent you, you still got to scroll down and hit the stranger guide. <laughs> I've already got it up. Okay. I don't. I do know. So, do you know any of the lore on Umbergo? Do I know the lore? Yeah, any of the lore? I mean, I do know that... I mean, I know it was once a capital city, but... Yeah. Mutant Frogs things took it over. It, it was a technical wonder known Dumbledore has been a known capital city for generations. Recently, a hostile race of mutant trogs infested several regions of Dumbledore, including the Great Known City. And in desperate attempts to destroy the invading trogs, High Tinker Mechatorp ordered the emergency venting of the city's radioactive waste tanks. Several gnomes sought shelter from the airborne pollutants as they waited for the trogs to die or flee. Unfortunately, though, the trogs became irradiated from the toxic assault. Their siege continued unabated. Those gnomes who were not killed by noxious seepage were forced to flee, seeking refuge in the nearby dwarven city of Iron Forge. There, High Tinker Mechatorp set out to enlist brave souls to help his people reclaim their beloved city. It is rumored that Mechatorp's once trusted advisor, Mechanger of the Mechanier Thermoplug, betrayed his people by allowing the invasion to happen. Now, his sanity shattered, Thermoplug remains in Nebergon, furthering his dark schemes and acting as the city's new techno, techno overlord. Yeah, Words are hard. I don't care. I don't like it. It is the most confusing dungeon I think I ever ran. Because you go up, yeah. down, around, through, back around, and you go, go back to... It, it's, it's confusing. Hey, hey, I got yeah. all this... Um, all the uh, the stones that are oil-covered stones or whatever. I gotta go clean it so I can see if it's a piece of gear or junk. Yeah, no. I don't even remember what it's called. <laughs> I, oh, that place. Oh. I Let's see. Uh, it is... Nomergon is actually located in western Dunmore. There's two dungeon entrances located in the train depot, the area that the horde players teleport into, the <coughs> the elevator area. The front entrance leads to the clockwork run near the vicious fallout. The back door entrance leads to the engineer la- engineering labs containing uh, the crowd pummeler. Uh, it's an elite mob. Uh, the back door entrance requires a workshop key, which you get from the Electrocutioner 6000, or a rogue has to lockpick it with at least 150 lockpicks. So, I mean, there's two freaking cards. Card. The punch graphics uh, yeah. yeah. The instance map is crazy. I mean this place is crazy. It's there's like six different bosses. 
uh, in here, and it's just you the way you have to go and you drop down and you do this curve around and go around this corner. Yeah. Well, even there's a the lot. Map, you, they, you're up or down, and it's just it's confusing. So even it if is, you use really the map, is. it's kind of hard. So, so I mean. Really and truthfully, the only thing that I can tell you is when you're going to cer certain bosses, uh, you want to stay on one side or the other of the wall. You don't want to walk down the middle, because if you walk down the middle of these little uh, areas, you're going to uh, aggro mobs yeah. from both sides of the wall. So it's best to go down the left side or the right side. Don't go down the middle, because um, you, you want to clear it out. And it's not just like one or two mobs. There can be groups of two and three, four, um, and it gets oh, yeah. really, it gets really hostile very quick. So, when you're in here, just mind your P's and Q's, really, because um, in this place you want to have a, a, a really versatile group. Because, uh, like I said, some of the fights in here contains large pools of non-elite mobs with a few elites mixed in, so AOE and cleaving helpful. Um, they're mostly trogs and diseased gnomes and mechs. The trogs and diseased gnomes, you can use um, you can polymorph them. So the the mechs, you take care of those. I mean it's it, it, the place is not it's not fun. Um, it's yeah. just it's, it, it can be very, very It, it could take, take hours to just to run the stuff. Yeah. yeah. It can take the hours. Reason people actually, the only reason people might run it is the quest. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's some decent gear. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah, it's yeah, just for, uh, a lot of people I don't. don't a lot of people don't run it for the gear. So some people might run it once, maybe twice for the gear, but that's it. Yeah. But you know, we're not going to talk about it. We're going to talk about some of the bosses and loot. Now, the first boss you might come across, there's a total of six bosses here, and then we're gone. One of which is a rare spawn, and of Grubus, which is located near the entrance in the cave area connected to the Hall of Gears. To start the event to spawn Grubus, speak to Blastmaster Emmy Shortfuse. Once the event has started, mobs will spawn from the cave before Emmy triggers explosives to close it off. Now, he will spawn from the second cave before the explosives go off. Now, on a side note, do not stand inside the cave while the explosives go off, as it will result in death. And yes, yep, I did it that. Will. <laughs> it will. Be. I'm like, oh, what's in here? Boom! Oh, I died! And everybody's like, you're an idiot. I'm like, yep, I didn't yep, know. It will kill you. But he does drop a blue uh, male hands piece. Which has got six strength, it's five agility, nine spirit, and the, yeah, it's a chance. And the, it's a level twenty-nine. Well, I'm sorry. Well, it has a nine percent chance to drop. But uh, he also drops, may possibly drops a green, uh, level twenty-five to thirty uncommon item. Now it's nothing specific is listed because it's just a chance of a piece dropping between twenty-five and thirty. He's uh now he's located near the entrance to the uh, instance, so he's not actually in the instance. The first uh, boss that you actually come to inside of oh. no, he's 
he's near the instant. Yeah, that's right. Okay. But the first boss you come to, which is inside the instance, is uh, he's located in the Hall of Gears, um, which is at ground level. So you have to drop down, of course, to get to him. Um, it's oh, recommended that you clear out all the trash mobs around him before you pull in because there's quite a few. And uh, you've got to move him around a little bit. So you'll want to pull all of them. Uh, he's called a Vicious Fallout. He's a... Uh, just a level 30 elemental. Looks like a, a water elemental, kind of. Um, he's, he's not too bad. Uh, he he has a few different abilities, but there's there's nothing really to talk about with, with him. Yeah, well, he, he is a stupid chest. If you got somebody stupid in there that aggroes a couple things that you're not supposed to, you will die because that's you why know, you, of a stupid That's chest. why you clear that place out. But, you yeah, know, well... He's... he's He's mainly a game. Well, I'm just saying, before, I mean, you, he, before he, you pull him or whatever, you'll have an idiot who's being stupid and he'll walk over just a little bit and pull somebody. I, I'm just saying yeah. that because I've had too many times we go in there with somebody and, oh, I didn't know I was going to get that close and pull. It's like, oh, dude, just stand still. Yeah. Let the tape do his job. <laughs> he, does, uh, he does have three different drops that he has. He has acidic walkers, which. Um, uh, foot item claw, 34 armor, 8 intellect, 4 spirit, 5 nature resistance, and when you equip them, it increases damage and healing done by magic spells and effects by 5. So, uh, those are really good caster items. Casters want those. That is one reason why people come in here. They may come in here to do that first boss and leave, but uh, those are really good for casters. Also drops the Hydrocane, which is a staff. 15 frost resistance, some of the best frost resistance gear you can get. It also allows underwater breathing. Um, damage. I don't, even know. I don't just, think I ever had uh, this. Because I don't even but, know that. Uh, about to... Yeah, that's one of the staffs that you can get uh, early on where you'll have underwater breathing. Anybody anybody that can use a staff can equip it to the, for the underwater breathing part. Plus the 15 cross resist is really good. Uh, and he also drops a dagger, which is called Toxic Revenger. Um, it's just a... Uh, Offhand, it's a one-handed, you know, one-handed item dagger, uh, 20.53 damage per second. Chance on hit deals five nature damage every five seconds to an enemy in an eight-yard radius around the caster for 15 seconds. So for 15 seconds, you're doing, you know, it has a chance on hit to deal five nature damage to the enemy and then anybody around him in an eight-yard radius for 15 seconds will also take the five damage. It's not a bad item. Um, a lot, I don't know a lot of people that used it, but it's just another item that yeah. And then uh, after you go through there, you go down a long tunnel, and like he said earlier, you go down the right side or the left side, and they'll, they'll wind around into another area for the Electrocutioner 6000. Now, he's located in the launch bay on the elevated launch pad. So the buildings that this one will use are Chain Bolt, Megavolt and Shock. Now, the Chain Bolt, you need to watch out for standing too close because they'll strike it in there with Light Bolt that arcs to another nearby enemy. So, you gotta kind of spread apart a little bit. And then the Megavolt um, shoots nature damage in a cone in front That's of the caster. Cone. Yeah. So, you gotta make sure the tank aims it away from everybody else. And then the shock, which basically throws a bolt lightning at an enemy. So that's 
going to happen. There's nothing you can do about that. So after you, yeah, you it's, fight it's, this... It's, huh? Oh, no, I was just saying, yeah, you just take it. It's, it's just the oh. test kind of thing. And then after you kill him, does he drop a workshop key every time and just only one person gets it? Yeah, I believe so. He drops the workshop key. And I, yeah, I, I think he, he drops the workshop key, but I think only one person can get it, if I remember correctly. But then um, it also can drop a green spider tank or rag, which is the cost risk. Level 28, it's got 20 armor, and it restores 3 banner per 5 seconds. Electrocutioner leg, which is a blue main hand sword. you got to be level 29. And it's got a chance on hit which blasts the target for 10 to 20 nature damage. And then the Electrocutioner Lab Nut. Now, I remember, I think this is one of the, I think one of the first rings I replaced something else with, with this one. Um, yeah. It's a uh, four stand, nine spirit, got to be level 29. I think I did have this one for a while, and yeah, then I remember I remember leveling up. I don't know how many levels, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, I still have electrocution like that. I got to replace yeah. that." But that was many, many levels afterwards. So after defeating electrocutioner, um, let's see, you go. I, you know, really and truthfully, I don't even know where you go. You just kind of do some stuff and. You kind of go down and around a long ways, and then you get to yeah. this guy. You find this dude called Crowd Pummeler 9-60. He's located in engineering labs, and he's on the upper southern ledge. So your guess is as good as mine. The abilities <laughs> that he uses are Arcing Smash, Crowd Pummel, and Trample. Arcing Smash, it lashes out vicious arc, inflicting damage to enemies in a cone. So face him away from... The, the the paint just faces him away from the group. Uh, crowd pummel. It pummels any enemy nearby for normal damage, plus 10, and it interrupts any spell cast. So you can, casters can get stay out of range of that. Um, usually it's just kind of in front of him, or around him. So um, it does, it, it's some damage, but it's not bad. And then trample is just inflicts his normal damage, plus 8 to nearby enemies. So, as long as you kind of stay spread out and away from him, Tank does his job. Um, it shouldn't be too hard of a fight. He does have a, a chance to drop a couple of things here. He can drop some green boots, which are gnome bot operating boots. They 68, they're, they're leather, 68 armor, 8 spirit, or 8 stamina, and 3 spirit. Um, and that's usually what he'll drop. But, there is a chance that he can drop a blue mace called a manual crowd bubbler. It's two-handed. 29 damage a second. You got to be level 29 to use it. It's got 15, 16 strength. Five, 16 strength. 5 agility and it increases your attack speed by 50% for 30 seconds if you use it. And it has three charges of that use. I guess after those three charges, you no longer have charges, then you just got a big old mace that you're carrying around. But those three charges... <laughs> You can use those on bosses, maybe, or... You know, you can get some fun out of it. And that's for 30 seconds, so that's that's quite a while. I'm not sure what the cooldown on is, is on it, because I never had it. But it sounds like it's something fun to play with. Alright, after you leave there, you go to the left and up 
driving away for a little bit. And then you might become across this rare called Dark Iron Ambassador. He's located near the end of the instance leading up to the Tinker's Court. Given their rare nature, they may not always spawn. If they do spawn, they tend to patrol on the north side of the tunnel leading to Mechanier Thermoplug. I cannot say that guy's name. Now, the, the abilities that they will use are Fire Shield, which surrounds an ally with a shield of flame that inflicts 17 fire damage to nearby enemies every 3 seconds. Fireball, which is just like a mage, you know, those fireballs. And Summon Burning Servant. So he'll summon one Burning Servant to, the, to aid the caster in battle for 4 minutes. So I think you burn that one down once he pops. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, you. He's pretty. He's pretty simple. Yeah, the fire shield will hurt you, but um, it's pretty simple tank and spank. You just, you just burn him down as fast yeah. as you can. Um, yeah. down pretty quick. The, now, this one drops a gun, which nothing really special about it. Besides, you gotta be level thirty. It's got seventeen point nine three damage per second. Which has got a 33.33% drop. And then it can drop a one-headed base called Royal Diplomatic Scepter. Which has got 23.04 damage per second with two stamps, seven spirit, got to be level 30. Which has got a 20.27% chance drop. And then it can drop a leather wrist piece. Now it's got a random enchantment on it. So it, one time it might drop one enchantment on it, next time it might drop something totally different. But it's also got five yeah. arcade resistance on it. That's a level 28 to wear it. And then... And all the fireballs! Yeah. After you kill this guy, if he's there, uh, you there's a tunnel that you're going down anyway, and it's going to lead to Mech Janeer Thermoplug. He's located at the end of the instance in the Tinker's Court. During the encounter, walking bombs will spawn from the six bomb dispensers. Uh, groups can either kill the bombs before they reach the group, or you can designate a player to shut down the bomb dispensers. They, there's just a little button on the right-hand side of each dispenser. You push it, and it'll shut it down to where bombs don't come out of it. Um, usually, what, what I've done in most cases is we just kill the bombs. We have a couple of people that try to shut them down. But if one or two get through, we just kill the bomb. Um, he goes down pretty quick. He's got, other than doing the things that, he's, that we sit up there with the walking bombs, because uh, they're just level 30 uh, normal bombs. They're not like elites or anything. Um, he'll occasionally use a knockaway. All that does is it does its normal damage plus 30 to nearby enemies and then knocks them back. That's going to be the biggest thing for the tank. If the tank puts him up where he's got him kind of next to a wall, He'll just knock him into that wall or that pillar, and he won't go anywhere. Um, once you get him down, you get to see your loots, and uh, the loots are as follows. You have a shield, Thermoplug's Central Core. It has eight. It has 795 armor, 18 block, 3 spirit. When it has a chance, or when it's equipped, when struck in combat, it has a 5% chance of inflicting 35 to 65 nature damage to the attacker. So, you get a 5% chance anytime somebody hits you, you're doing damage to them. He also drops Thermoplug's left arm, which I had this for a while, and it's really fun. I just like it. 
It's a two-handed axe, thirty-two point five nam five nine damage per second, eighteen stink and seven stamina, and it's a level thirty-two. Or you got to be level thirty-two to use it, but it's fun. Eighteen point three one percent chance to drop. The uh, shield has a thirty-one point eight nine percent chance to drop. Uh, the next thing you could get is charged gear. It's a finger, and it has one ram random enchantment, so it could be plus spirit plus plus, you know, anything. Any any number of things. Strength, stamina, whatever. It has just one random enchantment, and then it also has five arcane resistance and five nature damage, uh, five nature resistance. And it requires level 32. And then you have the last piece, which is a headpiece, cloth item. This is what every cloth wearer that ever comes in here is going for. This is the only reason my mage ran this place. I got it on the first run and never wanted to come back because <laughs> I was stuck in there for like several hours. But it is a headpiece. It's a cloth. 15 intellect, oh, 12 spirit. Yeah. Use, you can use it and it chains a bolt of lightning and hurls it towards all enemies in front of the caster causing 152 to 172 nature damage. The caster is then surrounded by a barrier of electricity for 10 minutes. So... That was the only thing I ever wanted. I got it. I never wanted to go back, but I did. And it was not fun. It wasn't fun the first time. It wasn't fun this last time when I went through it because I had quests in there when I was playing the plastic. It wasn't fun then. It wasn't fun when I went back and I could destroy the entire place because I got lost. I have been stuck in there by somebody who won't say them names. Stuck me in the middle of that place. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't know how to get out of there. I don't and remember ever putting you in there. Yeah, well, I wish I'd have had a bit. I think you were drunk. But anyways, this place also drops miscellaneous yeah. uh, yeah. loot, like boxes of assorted parts, blah, blah, blah. It drops a bunch of engineering stuff. And then it has a couple of chests in there. And, like, well, I think three, it, it says. Um... But both factions can have quests and can go in here. The Grime Encrusted Ring is a, the freaking ring I was talking about. It's Encrusted and Grime. You go to this area and you pay a freaking gold or something like that to clean it. And it might be something good. It might be something junk. Uh, the Sparkomatic 5200, that's right. That's what it is. That's what cleans, cleans it. It's just... Yeah. You know, you can get the uh, Grime Encrusted Ring, which is a quest. Yeah. Um, it's Dark Iron Agents. Some of the Grime Encrusted stuff might have uh, a green, brilliant gold ring, which is Force Stand, Force Spirit. Might have Silver Ball and Mossa Gate. Um, it, uh, there's really not. There's a bunch of different. There's, really, there's more we can talk about. But we're really not going to get into that because we'll, it'll be two, three, four hours, and yeah, we don't like the instance the dungeon anyway, so we don't really want to get in too yeah. much about it. So, all right, well, that it is, is recommended though. Weeks. It is recommended though for anybody that goes in there, players. You want to be around level thirty for a reliable run. You could complete uh, both, some of the quests at twenty, but you want to be level thirty. Uh, to go in yeah, there you're going to well, actually be in there and be good to your group, so I would wait till closer to 30, if not 30. Yeah. You don't want to step in there at 20 and people carry you, because their back's going to hurt. 
But it, it, it says it's a level 29 or 38 dungeon, so. So do you want to, uh, before, before we end this, do you want to give people um, some good news? Well, I think you should be the one to announce our new podcast. What's it called? It is called Wow Crusade. Now, we got together, we thought we would talk about actually bringing up a new podcast, and it's going to be All Things things Burning Crusade. Because we really think we've seen it, people saying that it is coming out, and we don't know when, but we've also seen that it's not really guaranteed yet. Brandon said he saw that a Blizzard asked a short I mean, survey. You know, they asked a survey about how people would like it to be played, and uh, they had a good response. And um, it's not for sure. It's not confirmed. They haven't come out and confirmed it, but it's pretty much confirmed that it's going to come out. We think it's going to be around. Uh, <coughs> Next month is when they're going to yeah, announce. February nineteenth and twentieth is BlizzCon Line. We're going to be streaming um, online, talking about it. Um, I might be doing while and he might be doing live per se. I don't know. We haven't really worked out the details too much about that. We might just do it all together on one. I don't know yet. We haven't really worked out details on it. But yeah, we will be streaming. I'll be streaming on Twitch, um, and I'll have my Twitch handle up. It'll be uh, Beepo Gaming. That's B E uh, E O. So um, you Beepo Gaming. E. That's gonna be huh? You said one E, or you cut oh, out? Oh yeah, it's B. It's B E E P O. It's going to be uh, my Twitch. It's going to be Beepo Gaming. Uh, that'll be what Twitch handle I will be on. So hopefully, uh, maybe we can see you over there. Or and just like mine uh, is Chris. my my Twitch is Heartland P A E on one word, and that's where uh, some of the podcasts are going to come out on. Sometimes when we go live, we'll I'll be putting on Heartland P A E on the Twitch handle. In but fact, this I think uh, what this, we are now. This yeah, that's what this could conclude the, uh, the the last of Wow Nilla. Well, no, we're going to continue, but we're going to finish all the oh, dungeons yeah. and everything else. We'll finish dungeons and stuff, but it's eventually going to move over to BC and Burning Crusade, and we're going to talk about that stuff. But we'll be making we'll be making podcasts for both until we get all of the dungeons and all of the classes uh, gone through. Yeah, because. Just because Wild Crusade, and we're going to be talking about Burning Crusade, there's, you can still go and run the, uh, the the classic dungeons while you're playing classic, or while you're playing yes. Burning Crusade. So, just because Burning Crusade comes out doesn't mean all these other dungeons go away. Yeah, no, we're going to so still talk about So, people can actually refer back to these podcasts. And you don't know, we might still jump on here and do more behind the podcast. It's just not guaranteed, but we're going to continue doing for right now. 
And at least until it's announced and actually coming out. Yeah, if it doesn't get announced coming out, then we'll just talk about it over there, and uh, it'll be there when it does come out. Yep. And so, listen to our new podcast called Live Crusade, and we'll have one coming out here pretty quick, so stay tuned and uh, look for it on your favorite uh, podcast streamer, whatever. And we are on iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. This show is brought to you by Heartland Production Entertainment. If you'd like to help to make the show better, go to patreon.com slash heartlandpae. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.